Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Welcome back to Three Angry Gamers, the video game podcast. Video games. <laughs> What's happening? I gotta get our theme music on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got We got a theme song. It's like uh, we do. But uh, but but but, I'm loving. That's McDonald's. Oh my god. We're gonna get sued. That's yeah. it, yeah. Or they sponsor us and just give, keep sending us Big Macs until we all die. Imagine, like, three angry nerds, like, you know, kids meal. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Press Lucas to hear him say something terrible. <laughs> Press it. It's like, fucking hate <laughs> Superman or oh, something. I can say something horrible right now, but I'm not going. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> Anyways. It'd be like Tickle Me Elmo, but much more offensive. It would be like Life Facts. Yeah. Like, you're 12 years old. You better pick a career or else you're going to be homeless by 20. <laughs> Do you want to own a house in your lifetime? <laughs> True question. No. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah, we were talking about video games or depression. Depending on what, what we do. But Okay. Um, let's talk about the free games. Uh, Epic's got uh, a couple free games available. Uh, one of which is uh, a game that only the true uh, crazy people of this world play, and then there's uh, Gloomhaven. Uh, Ark <laughs> Survival Evolved is free on the Epic Game Store. Yes, you too can play a game where people just hoard a bunch of dinosaur eggs and they think that makes their life interesting. Um, <laughs> I hate that game. I've never I, played it. This sounds kind of interesting. I, I don't know. If, uh, yeah, interesting is one word for it. It's it's a game where, like, it's kind of like there's a whole economy to the game, like finding things and resources and stuff. But because it's an MMO, like, uh, you can log in with someone and they can, be, you know, if you have someone that you can play with who has like a whole setup and everything and you can kind of join in with them, sure. But 
I think it might be a little daunting for people to just pick up and play. Like, it's a lot of a game. Um, I'm personally not a fan. I know, Lucas, you're not the biggest fan of ARK. No. So. It's only because it takes forever to do everything. And, like, I don't... Yeah. If I was, like, maybe, like, 24 and, like, uh, didn't have time on... I, like, had a shit ton of time, but, like, I'm bored. Like, maybe I'll play ARK because, like... Ark's a very cheap way to. That's why I played World of Warcraft for the longest time, is because it's always it's a cheap way to do gaming because you don't have a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's a game where you can put a lot of time into and not a whole lot of money, and you, you're hopefully gonna be entertained. But yeah, for me and Ark, it's like no. Uh, still, it's probably one of like the bigger games Epic's given away for free. So I mean, there's that too. I think there's some DLC too for the game, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm sure there's ways they can gouge you. Like, I'm sure you can put like I don't know, a cowboy hat on your dinosaur or something like that. Probably. Yeah, actually, yeah. wow. I'm looking online. There's like a ton of. There's a ton of DLC for this, like extra maps and stuff like that. So yeah, season pass. So yeah, apparently there's a lot you can you can do in Ark Survival Evolved. So okay, uh, and then yeah, Gloomhaven. Uh, it's like a virtual. It's like a video game, but it's a board game. Uh, looks like it maybe has some dungeon crawl dungeon crawler kind of elements to it too. I don't know. I'm a little curious about this one, but yeah. um. I don't know. I mentioned that I only played the board game version and only a tiny bit, but it's fun. Yeah. There's a lot of rules, so the fact that it's like a video game and you don't have to worry about the rules when playing it is going to be a big benefit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You also don't have to spend $150 on the board game? Is yeah, I think it's expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. That's ridiculous. Uh, and then next week we've got Rumbo and, uh, Rumbo is like a party side-scrolling game. They describe it as, uh, I'm pulling up the description of the game here. It says Rumbo is a party platformer you've been waiting for with tons of characters, costumes, and crazy game modes. Rumbo is full of colorful chaos that you just have to experience for yourself. So, yeah. And... Yeah, there's DLC for this too, including costumes for your various characters. So makes sense to give it away for free. But it looks interesting. And I, I'm i a little curious about this whole, like, it's a platformer, but also a party game too. Eight to player, local multiplayer. So, hey, local multiplayer is not dead yet. It still has a heartbeat. Uh, and then uh, I didn't know what DRL was until I looked it up and it, means the drone racing league so yeah you can race mm. drones that's something if i can put a machine gun on my drone that would be even better take out the competition mario Kart style all right uh let's get on to the uh news state of play uh sony does their state of play uh every so often didn't announce a whole lot of stuff Tekken 8 got announced, so hey, you know what? If you're still interested in Tekken, you can play more of that, I guess. Um, I don't know. 
I haven't played a Tekken game since like Tekken 4 or something like that. It's been a hot minute, so I don't know. Do people still play Tekken? Lucas, I know you're a big fighting game guy. Are you big into oh, Tekken? Oh yeah, Tekken's huge. It's okay. still a very big game. Uh, it's a really pick up and easy play kind of game because you just literally take the controller, mash it on your face, and you use moves. So it's oh, not perfect. Yeah, it's it's not. It, it's cool. Like yeah, like but for uh, Tekken A to be out, it's a lot of people like Tekken. It's um, it's got a huge scene to it. I'm not a big Tekken fan. My friend is a big Tekken fan because again, you could probably just like you know. Roll it on to your like your bottom of your leg and like you know you do moves with the controller. Yeah, yeah, Tekken Eight. Uh, it's Tekken. It's more Tekken. Uh, I'm not a big Tekken guy, but I I might check this out because I've been getting into fighting games lately. Like I play mm. the new Mortal Kombat. I've been playing the. Uh, a few of the other new fighting games that come out, so... And, yeah. Although, will Ogre be in this? That's what I need to know. Ogre was in Tekken 3, and he was the best. That's who I always played as. So if there's no Ogre in Tekken 8, forget about it. Forget about it. I played it as the fucking bear. That's oh, what I played. Bear's great. I remember the bear. Okay, um... Like a Dragon Ishin, which is a um, uh, Yakuza, that series, it's in that. I guess it was never uh, Western released up until now. So, yeah. So, that, 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 that's something. Mm -hmm. If you're big into Yakuza, and I know there's a lot of people who are, more of that kind of game coming. Uh... Hogwarts Legacy is getting some PlayStation exclusive missions. I'm still on the fence with Hogwarts Legacy. I, I don't know if I should care about it or not. Um, yeah. I do I do like the idea that you can like cast spells and play in that world, but part of me is like, I don't know how, how invested I'm going to be in that whole world, but we'll see. Uh, and then God of War Ragnarok got a trailer. It was just more God of War Ragnarok. It's it's coming. Mm. You're either gonna play it or you're not. <laughs> you you probably know at this point if you're interested in that kind of a game, right? So, yeah. I'll wait for it to be on sale because it's always on sale. Those games like uh, fucking yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, uh, I'm a little disappointed they are putting it day and date on PC because I've been playing. I played the uh, original. Well, not the original, but like the 2018. Uh, kind of reboot, I guess. I've played that on the Steam Deck, and it played fantastic. I loved it. Uh, played Spider-Man on uh, Steam Deck. Loved that. Uh, I was kind of hoping they would do Day and Date with Ragnarok so that you can play it on the Steam Deck or on PC in general, but alas, they're keeping it on PS4, PS5, so... I don't know. I, I, I might get it for my PS4 Pro, but I'm also a little bit like... I might not. Like, I might just wait and see if they come out with a PC Steam Deck version because that would be for me the ideal way to play, but we'll see. Uh, and then uh, Nintendo Direct news. Uh, Nintendo held a Nintendo Direct, which they love to do, showing off some new games. Uh, Final Fantasy's uh, Crisis Core remake uh, launches in December, so I, right. yeah, 
Lucas, you might know more about this. What 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 is Crisis Core? Do people should people care? Uh, it's the origin story of Zach. I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> I don't. The guy that uh, that Cloud thought he was the his best friend. Zach. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of Sephiroth. Okay. That, that's basically it. Should okay. they care? If you're a Final Fantasy fan, yeah, because like I, I guess that's what I only care about Final Fantasy VII. To be honest, the rest of it's kind of eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I think like they love to kind of expand the world of Final Fantasy VII. Like I remember that was a big thing even after the original game came out, and now they've got the remake and all that. So I think it's just revitalized people's interest in that world again. But I don't know. I think at a certain point, it just kind of, for most people, kind of runs a little dry. Like, at what point do you just not care about Sephiroth and Cloud and all of them and just be like, eh. Where's my Chrono Cross remake? Chrono Trigger. Oh, if they did Chrono Trigger in the style of the Final Fantasy VII remake, like, bring buckets, because you would need it. That was gross, but also accurate. Very accurate. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life being remade for Nintendo Switch. Cool. Never heard of this before. Don't know what it is. Mm. But people love their RPGs, so. And I think the Switch has actually become a home for a lot of classic RPGs to be kind of reimagined, and people are kind of liking that, so. I think it, it's found a little bit of a niche. I mean, obviously, there's still other games to play on the Switch, but, like, I think of Live a Live uh that came out and that was pretty popular so there is a sort of a niche on the switch for these kind of rpg games uh four more resident evil games are coming to the switch and in cloud form so they're not actually like on a cartridge or anything but you stream them to your switch which i think is important to tell people because i don't know if some people are necessarily going to be okay with that i mean depending on where you live your internet might not be the greatest so streaming a game might not be great uh right. they did put out a resident evil village demo that's cloud-based on on the switch so i tell people if you're really not sure maybe try that first and see if your internet can run it and also, don't forget, these games are also on like pretty much every other console. So if it doesn't work, you can always just buy them on another system. But uh, Resident Evil 7, uh, Resident Evil 8, and then uh, the remakes of Resident Evil 2 and 3 are all coming to the Switch in cloud form. So I don't know. Part of me is like, I feel like there's just so many other ways to play this. I don't know if playing a cloud version is necessarily gonna make it more like i don't know i just don't know who this is for like if you're wanting to play resident evil you can play it on a ps4 you can play it on a ps5 you can play it on most of these other consoles i don't know it just seems very niche but i'm sure there's some people who will check these out play them but uh kirby's return to dreamland is getting a nintendo switch remake um that's hmm. something. Kirby. You can swallow things whole. Uh, that game hmm. came out on the Wii, so it's been a hot minute since that game came out. But I think it's generally well regarded. Most people seem to really like that game. 
Did you ever play it, Lucas? But the original one for NES? Uh, no, the Kirby's Return to Dreamland for the Wii. Uh, no, oh, was that the one where, like, you spit out your partner or something like that? I think I might have played it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm indifferent with Kirby. Like, it's a fun game, but, like, uh, mm. it's not something I, like, go out and buy. Um, I think it's an, uh, on the Game Boy, it was fun because, like, you have so much limited library with the Game Boy. Mm. For, well, for good games. And, uh, one of them is good. The Kirby is up for Game Boy. It's short, though, but it was good. The power changing thing I liked, like when you yeah. like swallow, like you like shoot your fire powers or whatever, that was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a cooperative game, so you can play it with up to four people, I think. So. Um. Yeah, I never played it, but it came out on the Wii, so, and it got it has like a a rating of four point eight out of five, so people did really like it. So, I guess there's maybe a good enough impetus to remake it uh octopath traveler has a sequel and it's coming out early next year so some people really like octopath traveler i know i wasn't mm, the... i played it yeah it's, it's okay yeah. yeah yeah it's fine i think if you're into that kind of game it's perfect um i think the sequel's coming to other consoles as well like it's coming to like PC and all that other stuff too, but obviously in terms of the Switch, they were obviously telling it quite a bit, but yeah, it comes out February 24th, February 24th, sorry uh, 2023, so is it something you're going to probably pick up, Dennis? You want to play some of that? Probably not, I didn't even finish the last one <laughs> Fair <laughs> Okay Um the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming May 12, 2023. <sighs> Finally, it's not called Breath of the Wild 2. We can call it what it actually is. Tears of the Kingdom. It's just, I don't know. Oh. More Zelda? I don't know. I, I don't own a Switch, so I asked. Yeah, um, I just don't need to play that. <sighs> yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, I definitely would recommend it if you're a Zelda fan. Uh, I think sometimes, like, it got, it was, like, a little too open-worldy, and, uh, they didn't quite kind of contain it as much as they could, but I'm kind of curious about this new one, so. New abilities, new ways to play. I think, if anything, with the Breath of the Wild and with this one, too, presumably, is that it'll just be fun to kind of play and, you know, play around with the world, play around with the abilities, see what people can do. Like, the last one, it was fun to see people, like, find and unlock things just from playing around with the world and just seeing what they could do. So, yep. May 12th. Coming relatively soon. And speaking of relatively soon, Pikmin 4 coming to the Nintendo Switch next year. Um, people like Pikmin, so this is a win. Uh, I, I think uh, the Pikmin series is probably not the most popular Nintendo franchise, but people, people show up for Pikmin. Mm -hmm. There's I people talk about it. I'm sure there's there's like a pretty big group who are absolutely waiting for a new one since forever because they haven't made one in forever. Mm -hmm. And then final bit of Nintendo Direct news is GoldenEye is coming to the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Game Pass. So 
you can finally play GoldenEye on modern consoles. Hooray. Um, but but dual stick for not switch or yeah. something like that the xbox version has like a dual the dual uh joystick uh, option and i think the switch only has like the you remember that old way you did it and you had to press like the c buttons and stuff like that to turn around yeah i think that's the switch version yeah it looks like the version that's out on the switch is just a straight up port of the original not much has been redone Although, interesting that the Xbox Game Pass version like looks like a little bit more of a remaster. Like, the graphics look a little stronger on it. I thought when it first got announced, they were pretty much one and one, the same. But when you compare the two afterwards, I hate to say this, but the Xbox Game Pass version looks a lot better. It looks like it's a, like a proper remake, and I'm sure the controls have been touched up as well. So, if I were to get this game, I'm probably going to get it on Game Pass rather than getting it through uh you know the switch where it's just a one-to-one not like i want them to change too much about it but like it's a little graphical overhaul stuff like that just kind of tune it up a little bit wouldn't be too bad all right uh we got a new hearthstone mini set and in typical blizzard fashion they announced it literally uh the like week before it comes out so it's out this coming tuesday and they announced it like two days ago which is crazy uh it's called the maw and disorder mini set kind of like a play on law and order oh i see dun, 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 dun. charming yep uh yeah and this uh, mini set kind of uh piggybacks off of murder at castle nathria uh sylvanas a character who most people know from world of warcraft has been brought in before the jailer to answer for her crimes what crimes you ask well there have been many and uh say watch the trial unfold and we'll do my disorder mini set um yeah lots of uh new cards there's some new legendaries some new uh uh cards for most classes it looks it looks pretty good i gotta say some of the cards they've been announcing for this look pretty exciting um there's uh in particular like there's a new sylvanas legendary which i'm really excited to play with uh if you infuse seven it fully takes control of a minion but if you uh don't infuse it it just simply destroys the minion so potentially you could like really take control of your opponent's minions in a really meaningful way uh the jailer uh destroys your deck but gives your uh minions immune for the rest of the game which seems insane I don't know how that's all going to work, but like some really exciting cards and some cards that really play with the meta of Hearthstone in a meaningful way. Um, I usually find with the, the mini set, there's usually like a handful of cards that really you walk away with like, oh, those are pretty important cards to have. But yeah, um, it's 2000 gold or you can pay 1500 runestones if you really want to indulge uh, Blizzard on a stupid new currency for the game which i don't support sorry i uh i think blizzard's got to do a little bit better with their with how they they monetize hearthstone i think right now they're not doing it exactly the best way possible so <sighs> yep are you gonna pick this up lucas <sighs> probably not uh how much is the set anyways 
Uh, if you're buying it, it's roughly around $20, $25, and, uh, or it's 2,000 gold. So you can buy it with gold if you've got enough gold saved up. Oh, I should have saved my gold. Yeah. I bought a bunch of packs with the uh, new expansion. Ah. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't... I, I'll, I'll look at the list, but the Savannah's thing, eh. Yeah. Uh, infusing still kind of is, like, a very niche thing. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I had an infused deck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's out on Tuesday. Mm. You can also buy a version that's all golden cards for, like, 60 bucks. Yeah. I was like, oh. that's ridiculous. I'm like, I'm sorry, Hearthstone. Like, I love you, but I'm not buying that. I'm going to buy that, and I'll use my dust to upgrade gold or cards to golden if i really think it's necessary but so far i don't think it is i i, I don't see any cards where i'm like i need this as a golden so i dust uh, my golden cards yeah, yeah. <laughs> i unless the, like unless there's a cool effect i generally dust them as well like the one that i always kept for the longest time was there was the death knight for the hunter and he would make these zombies, which were like uh, two beasts, and you would combine their effects. And I had a golden version of that, and it would make golden zombies, and they were pretty cool looking. So, like, if there's a cool effect, sure. But yeah, most times I'm like, don't need this. Don't need this as a golden. Okay. Um, Grand Theft Auto 6 had a huge gameplay footage leak. Uh,. Kind of wild too, because they found out it was like some seventeen-year-old kid. Like <laughs> he just leaked GTA Six. Right. Uh, yeah, the FBI is investigating it. Rockstar responded saying basically they're going to keep on going with the game's development. They're not letting this stop anybody or anything. So, in that sense, it's good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't get a chance to look at much of it myself, but there were some screenshots and stuff, and it looked. It looked like GTA, so. Yeah, it just looked like a game that was in development with a bunch of missing assets and stuff. It was... Yeah. I don't Actually, know. I Yeah, I didn't know. I guess the big fuss was the whole hacking or social engineering situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. It did kind of seem like um, a lot of developers came out and basically were like, these are... The, these are where we like we were in the same spot they are at now and this is what our games looked like like they shut off control when it was in like relatively the same phase and like it doesn't look right that good. yeah i'm surprised like that was the part that i didn't get like what the fuss was about like do people think games just look graphically beautiful during development i think that's all like just at the end yeah for the most part i mean it's higher yeah. quite a bit yeah right Uh, all right. Uh, Xbox reportedly updates DRM to let you play owned games offline. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a good little push. Yeah, part of me's like, I guess that's it's good that they're. Uh, I remember when the PS. Yeah, I, it was when the PS4 came out and, like, the Xbox, and they had, like, a whole thing about, like, 
you, you can't play certain games and like whatnot. It became this whole thing. And then uh, PlayStation piggybacked on that and make and basically just like won that console war that generation because they were like, yeah, you can play our games whenever, wherever. We don't really care. And uh, it hurt Microsoft quite a bit, I think. But yeah, interestingly, they're they're like, yeah, you can now do that. You can you can play games offline. It's like, thanks, thanks Microsoft. <laughs> the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, NVIDIA's new 4080 and 4090 uh, graphics card feature DLS 3.0, a new RTX architecture, and 2 to 4 times faster processing than the 30 series. They're coming to stores October 12th. NVIDIA says uh, failing or, um, or uh, falling GPU prices are a story of the past. So. Yeah, I mean, they certainly showed that that's what they believe with the price tag. I think it's like it was either thirteen or sixteen hundred dollars for the new like forty eighty or something. Yeah. Kind of ridiculous, but. Yeah, and I think they're gonna push more people uh, to uh, what's the other brand? AMD. Yeah. Yeah. I don't particularly like AMD. I always was like an Nvidia guy myself, but it's kind of hard to keep rooting for them when AMD is so much cheaper. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it depends on what kind of a shopper you are. You gotta, if you wanna get like the best of the best, regardless of the price, then you kind of have to go Nvidia. There's no other choice. Yeah. But you know, if you're run of the mill regular, just like I want some graphics card that works for most of the games that I want, you know, and like most of the ones that are running, you know, in AAA and pretty good frame rate, all that. Like, yeah, like then you actually do have a few choices. Even with the new like Intel Arc GPUs, like those those would probably work fine for most people. It's just uh, yeah, it's a matter of what you need. Yeah, and I think Nvidia likes pushing themselves as like top of the line, which I do feel like they are. Like I will say this: No, like, they are. You put the money into an Nvidia graphics card, you're getting what you paid for. Um, whether yeah, most people fully necessarily need that, I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, at least I'll say this: at least the thirty series are going to be cheaper. So I think if anything, more people are going to probably pick up the thirties, the thirty mm. series, more than anything else. If I had to guess, that's a good point. Yep, that's usually how it goes. Like I. I sometimes will get like the newest latest ed graphics card, but because they're usually harder to find, I usually find that when uh, they come out, I'll just go for like the, the series before. Still very good, and usually it's more available and less expensive. So I'd be curious like how if the 30 series gets a little more popular now, but we'll see. Um. Uh, okay. NVIDIA Omniverse, a uh, platform for creating and operating <laughs> metaverse applications. Yeah, I just I just wanted to point out the marketing towards the whole metaverse thing. <laughs> I just found that kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but this is apparently the platform where they're like, um, if you saw their reveal, they, they started adding RTX to like older games like Portal and Morrowind that didn't have RTX, obviously. Yeah. And they're saying like, yeah, this like they're calling it RTX Remix. I don't 
there's I think there's some AI involved as well where it like can recognize um, and like capture assets to say like oh this is a light source so we can you know you know calculate RTX off of the you know the fire or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah apparently that's based on this like omniverse thing that they're creating this platform mm-hmm. I don't know I just found it funny that they're like leaning into the operating metaverse applications thing yeah <laughs> kind of makes me sad but it's marketing I guess yeah the world we live in nowadays yeah um god of war ragnarok we got a file size revealed and it's 90 gigabytes for ps4 dang it's actually a little bit less for ps5 it's like something like 80 gigabytes i guess slightly more efficient on space i don't know but yeah so you can play your God of War Ragnarok for 90 gigabytes. That's a lot, actually. I mean, we're going to probably have a new God of War, or not God of War, new Call of Duty that's going to probably take up, like, 250 gigabytes, but, yeah. Um, that's the police coming to arrest Sony for making God of War Ragnarok's 90 gigabytes. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um... Splinter Cell Remake. Uh, the original game story is being rewritten for modern audiences. I don't know what that means exactly, but... Sure. Modern. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Some more terrorist, I guess. Or maybe they might not be terrorists now. Maybe they'll be under underappreciated freedom fighters. Mmm. For a modern area, eh? Yeah. Maybe that Fisher guy will turn out to be gay or something too. <laughs> yeah. Um, he'll have a male partner. He'll be like, "Wow, this is so yes. progressive." Non, he's a non-binary partner. Oh yeah. <laughs> Truly modern. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh. The Taliban says that PUBG is too violent and must be banned. Lols. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, really? Do you know? Do you guys know who you are? Like, you're probably more. You're you're pretty violent. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, you know. What is that saying? I think we're about Taliban killing Taliban. Is that their issue? Like, oh god, that guy at PUBG killed me. And they go to his house and bomb him? Like, what's what's the problem? Yeah. Also, too, like, PUBG is... Yeah, PUBG is a little violent, but yeah, like, so is most other games. And, you know... But, yeah. I mean, I don't think the Taliban are in PUBG. Like, I don't... I don't no, I don't not. think so. Yeah. So... Yeah, just seemed very strange. Maybe the Taliban are like uh, PETA, where every so often, for a few months, they want to be in the news, so they come oh. up with some like invented nonsense just to get in the news. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah. And that final bit of news: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven just passed the all time Steam peak concurrent players for Witcher three. Um, People it's happening. People yeah, I'm itching to play again, actually. 
Yeah. I'm also watching that show, and I, that might be why. But I'm also just curious what uh, new additions and upgrades well, they added. They've got the new um, uh, expansion coming out. And a lot of people bought that game. But it's just people haven't played it because it was either a buggy mess or mm -hmm. they just weren't... They kind of lost interest. But now that you've got, yeah, the Edge Runners and you've got the new um, expansion coming, people are starting to get a little excited for it. So... All right. Uh, Dennis, why don't you start us off this week? What have you been playing? All right. I've um, I've been playing a horror game, another amnesia game, which was pretty good. Fairly short. So the uh, it's, I'm, oh, God, I can't talk. I'm playing Amnesia Rebirth, um, and I did manage to finish it. It's pretty good in the sense that it's another amnesia game. It's I think this one came out in like 20 oh it's 2020. So yeah, same dudes who made all the other amnesia games, frictional games. Um this one's sort of a from what I understand an actual uh shoot, I forget if it's a prequel or a sequel. It might be a prequel I think to the Dark Descent game in terms of like actual storyline. So you play as a woman in this game who survives like a plane crash in 1930s um, and you land in sort of a desert and the game overall is not very scary. Um, I feel like Amnesia the Dark Descent was a scarier game because of all the, well, darkness, I suppose. It's set in a castle, everything's dark and all that stuff. The same mechanics exist in this game, except... Um, it's less scary because there's less dark areas. You actually go walk about in, you know, daytime. And of course, even when there are darker areas, you have the same mechanics of like um, matches that you need to find. And then you can light environmental um, torches or candles with these matches that you find um, to have sort of a long-term light source. But you also have your short-term light source that you carry with you which is a lantern but it requires oil and you have to find oil and um as well as some other helpful items i think like laudanum if you're like starting to get too scared and by you i mean your character um so they're the same mechanics if you played an amnesia game this is basically the same game just set in a different sort of world or timeline um i would say the game is really good when it comes to puzzles i think the puzzles are rather interesting they feel like they make sense in the world um and they're they're not too hard to solve but they're like they, they require some thinking and they require more specifically you paying attention to like random pieces of writing you find in the world um and in this game it's a little bit different um like i mentioned because you're a you play as someone who's stranded in the desert, sort of, but you wake up and you have this like weird looking compass on your wrist. Um, you're trying to figure out what happened to all your other companions that were in the plane with you because you wake up in a plane, but nobody's around and you've lost your memory. And you would assume that like, oh, I must have just landed in, you know, a plane crash. Um, but then as you start like exploring and trying to play the game, you, you learn that, um, no, the plane crash happened like a long ago 
you're somehow separated from the rest of the group and you're slowly regaining your memory as time goes on. Um, and there is the setting of the desert, like I mentioned. Um, there's um, like some fort that you might find. Um, but there's also this sort of sci-fi side uh, where it's like an alternate world that you can go through portals to sort of enter. And that side is a lot darker. It's a lot, I would say, yeah, it's a lot scarier, right? There's like still the same sort of monsters that you've got to hide from uh, in both worlds. Um, but there's, they're different kind of monsters. They, they kind of operate the same, right? In that you just have to like hide from them and they're kind of growly and scary and all that stuff. But yeah, I'd say the best part of this game is definitely just the puzzles. And one other sort of difference of note is you don't really die in this game. Like the older games, like if the monster gets you or you lose your sanity, you you end up, you know, dying and you have to load from a checkpoint. So this game, they actually don't do that. I think it make it makes sense in terms of the story because um well, actually, I don't want to spoil it, but but it, it does make sense in the story, but it also, uh, I think, helps the player a little in that when you die, you don't go backwards. You actually go forwards a little bit. So whatever, you know, scary thing killed you or whatever, um, it actually, the game, if you die, game helps you move past it. So I think it's a, it's a really solid game. It's not as difficult because of that mechanic there's actually like an exploration mode as well where you can play without all the horror mechanics from what i understand uh, and you just get through the story um and the story is interesting enough um the voice acting as usual is really well done um but yeah you know it's i would say there's not a ton of innovation in the game but it's another pretty good amnesia entry so if you're into amnesia i would give amnesia rebirth a try it's pretty good i think i got it on epic for free a while back nice this one yeah it's it's good it's good I, i'd give it like a solid seven and a half out of ten it's fun I, I i personally enjoy the amnesia series so yeah that's good um and then so i played that on the pc but the other game that I finished is Ruiner, which is like a 2017 cyberpunk setting game made by a really small studio, I think, called Raycon Games. In fact, this, I think, might be their only game release so far. They're working on another game right now that also looks kind of cyberpunky, but it's in uh, like a first person shooter kind of setting. Um, this one, Ruiner, is a top down sort of isometric twin stick shooter game. It's a really fast-paced um, game. You play as some dude, again, lost his memory or something, like who's trying to save his brother, um, who is mowing down literally like all the bad guys. You have skill points that you earn as you play through the game and level up. Um, and those things let you have some abilities like a shield, or more dashes, or more damage, or, you know, little things like that, a stun grenade, or an actual, like, just damage grenade, um, and you can find weapons as you play through the game, uh, so I would say it's a linear game, except 
there is sort of like a city mini city hub that you kind of drop by twice i think between some missions um where the city hub is more sort of exploration you can talk to some random people on the street the aesthetics are really good in this game it really does feel like a live cyberpunk sort of city um uh, even though it's very small um i think the way they did the atmosphere is really good um but in terms of the missions it's all very linear and you basically go from i would say like arena to arena sort of style fighting so yeah you're you're going through this linear like levels and then at some point you might come across a bigger -ish opening um and then in that you basically just fight a small horde of enemies and the enemy kind of vary uh, as you play through the game so they're kind of interesting most of them are just some dudes with guns that are trying to get you um and you have dashes and you have melee and you can pick up the guns they drop or pick up guns lying around there's also drones that sort of give you guns uh as uh, every now and then as well as well as health pickups and energy pickups for you to use your skills on so yeah everything's super fast paced um you're just trying to like dodge all of the gunfire from the enemies as you're shooting back or you're running up to them and meleeing them and all that good stuff so yeah solid solid game um i think the favorite parts my of this game for me are there are these like mini boss fights um so as you play through the game you'll come across these mm, enemies that have more uh interesting weapons or abilities um and they'll generally have a bigger health bar and you have to fight them one-on-one -on -one most of the time um and those i think are the most fun uh when you're but it's also really quite fun when you're killing like the hordes of smaller enemies that come at you just the random grunt dudes um but yeah there's also bigger boss fights that are tied more to the story um and those are they're all right they're they're not as fun i think as the mini bosses because the mini bosses and I feel like you're kind of more in equal footing. Um, they're also sort of just a person most of the time. Or a joy that's like human sized. Whereas the bigger bosses are like this machinery that has some sort of... Um, I guess I'll call it like a gimmick. But yeah, they, they you know shoot a giant laser at you every now and then. And you have to dodge it or something like that. So it's like those kind of mechanics. Um, yeah, pretty solid game. I played this on the Steam Deck. It runs really well um it's i think it's a really good game to play on the go you know it feels great you can pause at any time um there's like an arena mode that you can play once you finish the main game or actually i think you can play really any time you don't even have to finish the main game so if you just like the action of it and it does give you sort of that like a uh, doom guy feeling where you're just sort of like this unstoppable like killing machine um so yeah if you like those types of games this one's really good um but it is fairly short you know it's also like sort of a seven hour ish game you can blow through it but the replayability is there with the arena if you you know are enjoying and having a good time but yeah i mean uh yeah that's that's pretty much it i got everything i got to say about it I I would give this game also I think a seven and a half out of ten. It's it's just a solid game. It's well made. It's it looks great, and it's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. that's pretty much it.
What about you, Lucas? What have you been playing these days? What have I been playing these days? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I've been playing Dragon Verse, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two. Oh, that's uh, a fun one. A lot of, yeah, <laughs> playing a lot of that. Uh, it takes a lot of dedication and time. Uh, again, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, I suggest playing this. Um, you can customize your Saiyan, your Namek, or whatever. Uh, the new stuff, uh, I bought it all because it was all on sale. And um, I'm quite enjoying it. Um, there's a little bit of grinding, but now they added new forms, like from the uh, the series, from the Dragon Ball Super series, so you can turn to those guys. Um, uh, I, like I said, uh, a lot of customization, a lot of things you can do, a lot of uh, superpowers you can pick up. Uh, your level goes up to level 99 now. Um, the story um, is a... It still goes through Dragon Ball Super. Like, it's still that kind of, like, uh, complaint of the episodes, but they changed it up where it's more uh, towards you as a character. Like, they replace Goku, and you become, like, Goku for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and you do your thing, and, like, the whole entire story changes. So that was kind of fun. I'm glad they actually put something mm-hmm. in there. Um, I played PSO2. Ooh, um, nice. And... You might... Uh, what, I, for the... For the... The people who don't know what PSO stands for. Oh, yeah, Fantasy Star Online. There you go. Oh. Because I I, I know you. what it is, and then I stopped, and I thought, you know what? There's probably some people who don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Anyways. Fantasy Star Online used to be a really good multiplayer game for the GameCube. Um, also, the Dreamcast. No, wait. It didn't. There was not dual screen for the Dreamcast. It was just for the GameCube. Uh, it was four people actually to play. Uh, it was actually the GameCube version being the best version. It's expensive as all hell. If you look up PSO one and two or episode one and two for GameCube, you'll see the price tag. Um, I bought it at seventy bucks. I think it's like a hundred and something dollars now, one hundred fifty bucks. Mm. Uh, very good game. If you ever play that. So I played the. Um, it's for free for PSO two, and I played it around with my friends because we used to play with that game. Uh, it's not not as good as the first one. It's it's very MMO-ish. Mm. Like, uh, there's some combos. There's kind of cool stuff. Um, but, like, the rare drops and everything are kind of gone. Or, like, that was the reason why you would do a lot of dungeon crawling was to get more... It's like Diablo where you get, like, cool guns or whatever or swords. This, I haven't run into that yet. I've, I've used the same gun over and over again, but I get new powers. Um you could be every class in the game too if you want to be. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't feel like something I'll return to. Um, I, I feel that this game is not. There's a storyline and all this stuff, and I'm just. Eh. And, oh right, it's called PSO2 New Genesis. That's what it is. The New Genesis being the newer version of expansion of PSO2, I guess. Right. But I, I don't know. Like. MMOs for me are pretty much ruined after World of Warcraft because, like, World of Warcraft, basically, I got burned out from it, like most people did. Mm. Uh, the grinding becomes a problem, and, like, the same move again and again and again and again and again and again. And, again. Yeah. and it's always kill quests, it's always go fetch this thing. There's not a lot to it. Um, if you like MMOs, it's, you know, go play it. Uh, that's fun. Uh, I pre-ordered Sonic Frontier. Um, the last trailer dropped, and I was like, "Yes, please!" And I, I pre-ordered it. 
What? So okay, question about that though. Mm. Is it? Did I see Big the Cat in there somewhere? Or am yeah, I, it's fucking there's... fishing mini game. Amazing. You know what? I'm dropping money on this game because. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, saw Big the Cat. I thought. I first I thought it was like some like meme that somebody made, and it wasn't actually real. But then, okay. But it, so it is real. Okay. It is real, and um, at Sega's big thing in Japan, they actually had to shut down Sonic Frontiers. Like their little playing demo thing because it was causing too much chaos like it was just lines and lines of people wanted to play this game so it's it's good um i think this game will be um it'll be average i don't think it's going to be uh, um one of a blockbuster game but i think for sonic fans it's probably be better than say like sonic forces or sonic 06 so yeah. i pre-ordered it um you can also play it looks like a supersonic in the free world like you can actually just be supersonic you have able to do that since like sonic generation or like sonic 3 and, and knuckles basically so you can't uh like most of the games supersonic was just like um an ending thing or now it's like looks like it's actually something you can use like be supersonic and run around so that'll be fun yeah um so yes i pre-ordered that um, I think that's gonna be great. Uh, I've also been playing Pokemon Pearl, and I don't understand the love for this game just yet. I is it like Pokemon Pearl is supposed to be like the fan favorite, right? Uh, for a generation, I would say like I think people who are younger than you and I really like it, but okay. it's yeah, like I I actually find it to be one of my least favorite Pokemon games personally. Yeah, like the Pokemon are kind of boring. Like you go around, yeah. you always catch the same kind of Pokemon shit like that. There's not like the gym yeah. I fought was the rock gym and he was like a miner and stuff like that and like mm -hmm. okay. And coming off of uh Pokemon um uh, uh Sapphire, what's the first name of that stupid the remake? Um I oh. think Pearl and I forgot what the other name is remaked on the switch i think yeah. so maybe that better i don't know eh, it, it a little bit not it's still not my favorite like i played it on the, the remake on the switch and it was okay it was probably the best version of the game but it's still like uh it's not great. yeah i i don't know i i, I just uh I, i'm is it because of the monkey monkey it's <laughs> a fire monkey it's like i don't really get why this is your favorite like i don't yeah I don't know. It just seems like this generation doesn't have... So far, I haven't found any, like, you know, like, oh, cool, like, this is a dragon Pokemon or some shit like that. No, I haven't really, yeah. like, gone about... Like, it's always, like, the Geodude and Zubat and, like, a Ladybug Pokemon that keeps coming up. And, like, I've been playing for four hours now, and, like... Yeah, I... I I don't know. I've passed the first gym. Um, it's, it's kind of, eh, for now. Like, maybe we'll pick up. Yeah. I'm doing Nuzlocke on it, so I haven't lost anybody yet. Okay. So, um, that, that's the thing. I don't know if this is going to be a hard Nuzlocke or not. I, I don't know. Mm, it will. Yeah. It will? Okay. Yeah, that's you're, what I... you're, you're going to reach a particular person in the gym that is probably the hardest fight in all of Pokemon. So. Great. <laughs> yeah. There's just warning you now. That one is going to kick your butt. And... Well, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was the one with the milk lady. I thought that was the hardest one. Where like does roll oh. out all the time? Oh, that's uh, no, Clancy that's, or something. That's nothing. Like, just yeah. There's no way that uh, you can be prepared for the 
the, the there's I, I don't want to spoil it for you either, but like there's there's someone in the elite four uh, of Pearl Diamond and Pearl that like there's videos online of people fighting this person and tossing their DS out the window and just <laughs> being like I'm done. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I I think it might make for hard luck. So. Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Pre-order Sonic Frontier and Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 is good. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for Sonic Frontiers, but I also am prepared that it's probably going to be garbage. Yeah, I actively agree. But, like, the last trailer dropped, and, like, oh, there's, like, a mini game. Um, there seems to be better combat than what we were showing, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's, I don't know. I feel that this is, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, either way, like, I, th- I think, like, a new Sonic game's always fun, no matter what. Like, it's hard not to get excited for a new Sonic game, but we'll see. Okay, I'll finish this up. Uh, I have been playing some Splatoon 3. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, the single player is probably the most extensive of any of the Splatoon games, and I think it, it makes it more interesting. Um... You you basically go through, and the game kind of, like, uses the single player to kind of, like, get you familiar with the mechanics of the game. But also, too, like, there were some really cool boss battles in this, and uh, they just make it really fun and exciting. Uh, I did dabble in the multiplayer. I'm not nearly good enough to play Splatoon 3 multiplayer regularly, but, hey, you know what? It's still pretty fun. I think last time... We talked, I played this game for a bit, I was like at around 8 out of 10, and I think it still is an 8 for me. Um, I think if you're in this for the single player, there's more here to make it more interesting of a single player. That being said, you know, is the single player on par with like Breath of the Wild or any of the other major single player games in the Nintendo uh, house of franchises? Probably not, but it's a step in the right direction. Uh, the multiplayer is, is probably the strongest it's ever been. I think people are still going to enjoy the multiplayer for it. Um, yeah, 8 out of 10. It's it's not going to be for everybody, but I think people who will be into this will enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, I started replaying the Halo Master Chief Collection. Um, uh, still is not playable on the Steam Deck, although I did see that 343 did send out an update saying that they were going to patch it for Steam Deck compatibility. So, um, really, yeah, good for them, That's yeah. Awesome. And because the reason right now it isn't compatible is they use anti cheat systems, and the anti cheat right. systems don't work with um, Steam Deck and Proton. So, um, yeah. Play uh play the Master Chief Collection. It's it's honestly like for how many games they put in that, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There's like five yeah. games in there. I played through Halo One. Uh, not my favorite of the Halo games, but I think like there's certain missions in that game that are really good. But there are also some missions that are really bad, like poor mission design, and they kind of get tedious and boring. Like most of the stuff with the flood, honestly, just bores me to tears. I wish I could skip it. But uh, played that, and then I just booted up Halo 2, and I think Halo 2 is, like, nearly perfect. Like, the multiplayer is amazing. The single player is, like, also really good, too. I I do similarly hate flood segments. Anytime there's the flood, I'm like, clock me out. I'm done. Um, 
so yeah i i think like the master chief collection like in terms of value it's like five games for 60 bucks probably even less you can get it on sale pretty regularly so yeah great game great set of games just yeah i'm waiting for it to be steam deck compatible i would love to play multiplayer of that on the steam deck so hopefully they can make that happen soon uh i've been playing good amount of Baldur's gate 3 i finished up my build as the bard and i ended up deciding that bards are kind of broken in dnd slash Baldur's gate 3 like man they're really powerful i know lucas you play a lot of dnd like are bards supposed to be powerful? Like, I didn't realize. <laughs> Alright, Lucas clocked out. Um. <laughs> well, I played some D&D, and I think... I had a lot of fun playing a bard at one point. Okay. I don't know about powerful, but they had a lot of utility. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, charisma and all that stuff is really high, so, like, you're able to get out of, like, a lot of situations. And, like, they're abilities are so cool like basically you you attack people with insults and stuff it's great i love it yeah yes i love it it's awesome yeah uh i was playing a bar and i was having so much fun and then i was like i want to start a new build and then i kind of did like a sorcerer warlock hybrid build and i've decided it's the most broken thing i've ever played because i've got like I've got twin spell activated and uh, like, I'm just casting spells left and right. Like I probably doing the most damage out of any build I've ever made for Baldur's gate three. Uh, it's just ridiculous. And uh, with some of the warlock abilities I've gotten uh, Eldritch blast, I think it's called uh, yes. it's, it's yeah, it's incredibly broken it's it's okay so it's like what is it it's a uh a level zero spell so you can cast it wherever the fuck you want yeah and you can add to whatever the hell you want to it's a broken freaking and that's all you do as a warlock is elder blast well and because i'm doing a sorcerer hybrid i can do twin spell do eldritch blast fucking like game over bro done don't even need to think about it like and i've got so many other i've got shatter shatter is a great spell I've been uh, using Shatter whenever I've got AoE and I need to clear out, like, mobs of minions. Uh, I'm just so excited for Baldur's Gate 3 to leave early access and to get into a full release. Like, I cannot wait to play this game in full. Uh, I'm still waiting for Necromancer. Like, ah, man. The thing that always gets me, too, is I've been playing Sorcerer and there's, like, some uh, abilities they put in there that they label necromancy but that's it like it's just like one or two spells it's nothing really substantial and i'm like i just want to play necromancer so goddamn bad like just let me be a necromancer guys come on uh so yeah Baldur's gate 3 10 out of 10 fucking love it i still play it even like it's been all two years now in early access something like that when did it come out uh i gotta look this up bear with me as i research um uh yeah came out october 6 2020 so it's now nearing two years of being out and uh i just i just love this game it's so much fun it is getting a little tedious now going back and replaying the same segments uh, they have been doing their best to keep it fresh and exciting while they work on it so i will give larry and some credit for that uh but yeah i cannot wait for the full release i'm stupidly excited so yeah Baldur's gate 3 uh check it out it's, uh, I don't know, like, when it's supposed to be full release. 
Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they've said. Oh. Can you be a werewolf? Yes, you can. Oh, finally. I'm glad they didn't take the werewolf out. Like, I'm a yeah. big mage fan. I love being a mage and magic stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to our werewolf, it's like, yeah, just fuck werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, druids, and you can, like, play the druid to, like, turn into various animals, which is pretty fun. So. Um, yeah. Uh, I... And the funny thing is, like, I like d and I like that world, and I like the idea that you have to... Like, some of the things you do are up to chance, and you don't know how things are going to turn out. And... Uh, the video game, the Baldur's Gate 3, just captures that perfectly. Like, I don't think I've ever played a game that more fully, perfectly feels like D&D &D to me. But, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Love it. Uh, yeah. It's coming, like, 2023 in full release. So, um, yeah. Ooh. Sweet. That's when I get my gaming PC. Perfect. We'll play some co-op nice. when, when you get it, because... Oh, I'm, I'm getting, like, not just, like... The reason why I haven't got a gaming PC, because I'm not just getting a cheap gaming PC. No, no, no. I'm yeah. getting, like, a three or four grand PC. Yeah. Well, that's that's the way to do it. Um, yeah. I I think... I, I, Baldur's Gate 3, I've been playing co-op with some people, and it's so much fun. And I'm... I don't play co-op often, because there's not that many people on my friends list that want to play. But uh, when it full releases, I'm hardcore dedicated to, like, just playing call up with a bunch of people i think it's gonna be so much fun again it feels like D D, and if you can get like a D D session in a video game like fucking perfect so i don't know i can't gush more about Baldur's gate 3 because it's just so much fun <laughs> would you say well i'm still waiting because i want it to be like at a finished state or near finished state when i play would you say it's close oh yeah like oh really yeah it it feels very finished like when you play the game like it's it plays very well it's not very buggy it plays it's beautiful like everything works it's just they're not adding a bunch of new content uh they refine it and they make it look and they kind of brush it up and they've been slowly adding a little bit more to it but they it's almost like they're keeping things like a vertical slice of the game, mm -hmm. but it's like a really good vertical slice. Like it really plays well. It's just, yeah, they're kind of waiting until the full release to give us more content, but they've been adding more, more like story content. They've been adding more classes over time. So they're slowly adding to it, but I think they're going about it the right way rather than giving us the full game. That's just buggy mm -hmm. and just hoping that people will want to stick around. Like, they're just giving a really good vertical slice and just saying, like, hey, we're going to add more to this vertical slice. So there's a little bit more each time. But, yeah, it's it's complete. But it's also, yeah, we're, wait, we're waiting for more content, basically, is what it is. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, like, okay. every, every couple of months they keep saying, like, oh, yeah, we added bards. We added barbarians. We're adding all these other classes. So there's, like, even when I think I'm done... They keep telling me, like, no, you got to come back and play Barbarian. I'm like, fuck, fine. Mm. <laughs> I'll play Barbarian. But it's also been kind of fun, too, because, like, I I would have probably assumed I'd play as a Necromancer. And, like, now I got to play as a Bard. I'm like, fuck, do I want to play as a Bard for my first full run through? Like, it was actually kind of fun. Like, probably not. But 
still, it's nice to kind of play and kind of figure out more of what what I kind of like playing with the various uh, builds and all that. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll give it a try soon. Yeah. I'm Tien. curious if, it, if it's going to go on sale. Because I haven't seen it go on sale that much. Um, but, like, I would figure if you can get it on sale before it leaves early access, that might be the better way to go about doing it. But, yeah. Uh, Vampire Survivors. I know Jamie's talked about this game in the past. And then I saw online that the developers were saying that they're going to raise the price to, like, $20 after it leaves early access. And right now it's, like, $3. So, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather spend $3 than $20. So, I just bought it on a whim. Uh, been playing it on my Steam Deck. As, like, a lot of people, not just Jamie. I know Jamie plays it on Steam Deck. But I know a lot of people have been playing it on uh, Steam Deck. And, yeah, plays really well. A lot of fun. A lot of ways to keep you coming back for more. And uh, it's very addictive in that sense. So, um, mm. yeah. I... I, I'm glad that I got it for $3 just because I don't know if it's a game I'm going to play endlessly like some others. It's not a Baldur's Gate 3 for me, unfortunately. But uh, still, for $3, I'm glad I picked it up. Uh, and yeah, they're only going to keep adding more content. So we'll see what they keep adding to it. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm almost doing Resident Evil 2. Uh, I played through with Leon... And then the thing with that game is you can do a second playthrough with the other character and they change some stuff. So there's some added story content, some added enemies, bosses, stuff like that. So if you're playing Resident Evil 2, the remake, it's good to go through and play as both characters and do two run-throughs because I don't think you fully get the full story just playing one. So yeah, been playing Resident Evil 2, the remake. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's fun. The puzzles can be a little infuriating sometimes, and I think that's maybe a bit of a hold through, like something they kind of carried over from the original games. Which I don't know how most people feel about Resident Evil and puzzles, but I mostly am there for like the zombie survival action. I I always find the puzzles just stop out of like stop my progression of the game out of nowhere, and it's like figure out where these six chess pieces go, and you're like, fuck's sakes, I just want to shoot some zombies. Like, please don't. Like, just just stop. Um, and then I finished that up and then I started, uh, replaying the Resident Evil 3 remake, which a lot of people know I was very upset by because that game literally takes three hours to beat. It's, they cut content. It's not an overly long game. That being said, uh, yeah, if you can get it on sale, like if you can get it on sale for like 10, 15 bucks, it's probably worth it. Like it is really great. It's gorgeous, plays well. It's just, yeah, there's not a whole lot of content there, so. Um, and then finally, Hearthstone. Playing that as always. Uh, don't stop, won't stop. Uh, I saw that they put up some new skins for sale with the um, in-game gold. And I had quite a bit saved up, so I ended up buying some really cool skins uh, that I missed out on when they were originally released. Or they were released and they were, like, purchasable only by uh, coins. Or sorry, not coins, but in-game currency. No, not in-game currency. I'm wrong on both counts. Real world money. <laughs> there, finally got it right on the third try. Um, but yeah, so I I don't like spending uh, real money on skins. It just seems dirty to me. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't okay. Want, I don't want to give you guys money for skins. 
But after a while, they'll put them up and put them uh, up on sale for gold. So I had some gold saved up, and there were some skins that I was like, I passed on the first time because I was just like, no, I'm not spending money on this. And I got them with gold. So in a weird way, I was like, haha, Blizzard, I won. I got your skins for free. Haha. So. Yeah, I'm just getting ready for the mini set. I'm excited for the new cards. I'm excited to start deck building, playing with those. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, Jamie's been playing the game of going to Disneyland. So. Disneyland. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for us. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye.